It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello everyone, this is Screen Heroes, my name is Ray, I've been off for a week so I forgot how to do this, that's how that happens, yep, yep. (laughs) That's good to know. No, actually uh, what happened is right at my usual starting point, my throat made a stupid noise all on its own volition and it threw me- I heard that from over here. It totally threw me off. I hope that we can just like loop that at the end (laughs) for 10 minutes and that's- that's our after credits stinger. Well, earlier when Derek and I were testing the mics, he he said syphilis, and I wanted to just take that. Sc- don't do that out of context. <laughs> you were making better out of context. You were making weird noises, and it's from Scrubs when Aziz is on the show for his brief stint. And <laughs> whatever, whatever. It's not like you would just yell syphilis. Anyway, so. This is Green Heroes. I'm Ray. I am joined by my wonderful, handsome co-host, Ryan. Hi. And Derek. Sup? And, and it's going great so yeah, far. Yeah, really hitting that nail on the head for all few listeners that That's we right. have. Can't take all three one of week you. Off, it all falls apart. <laughs> so we are talking about uh, the... Alien invasion films out there, just kind of as a genre, we're going to mention some individual films. We're going to talk about how the, my my goal is just to have a conversation about this type of film. There's a lot of commonalities and tropes involved, like the, the alien invasion films from the 2010s are still incredibly similar to the ones from the 1940s and 50s which is pretty crazy to me some of them were even remakes a lot of them are so (laughs) yeah we're just gonna go through we're gonna talk about and we're gonna talk about what it means to be an alien invasion is it one alien or is it does it have to be many like do they have to actually invade or fighting you know all kinds of fun stuff First, of course, is news. We have a decent amount of news over the last two weeks. So we are almost at a full-on confirmation by DC that Robert Pattinson is our new Batman. I mean, it's been it's been confirmed that that he's been approved by Warner Brothers. Right. That, that part has been confirmed. It's just all like contract negotiations now, which... I mean, that's going to that's going to be fine. They're not they're yeah. going to WB will pay. It's Yeah, at this point the likelihood of falling out is very small. Slim, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I don't know that Robert 
is in a position where he's going to ask for a fortune. Either. No, he does a lot of right. indie movies, so yeah. like he's he's used to not making a ton of money. Right. So I mean, I think this will be good for both parties. Um, Probably that could be a huge factor as to why they went with him. I mean, obviously he he can act. We've seen it in a lot of his indie films, but he's not a high price. No, not yet. Right. This could really not put yet. him over the top. Yeah, and there's been some other interesting news kind of regarding that the whole the Batman movie that's kind of come out around this. Apparently, Matt Reeves has Ben Affleck's always going to have been out of this, even though early on, you know, we all thought Ben Affleck was going to be part of it. Matt Reeves has come out and said no. He wrote this for a thirty-something-year-old actor. There was never going to be Ben Affleck in this role. And so that was a big shock to a lot of people. Yeah, as soon as Ben Affleck decided that he wasn't going to direct it, he's out. He was basically, done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And then uh, the Nicholas Holt and Robert Pattinson both did screen tests in a Batman costume. That's cool. I couldn't get confirmation on which. No, they haven't said. They haven't which. said. Okay. But you know, uh, we got later on after Man of Steel, we got pictures of. Um, uh, our Superman in Christopher Reeve's Superman, Henry yeah. Cavill in this in the Christopher Reeve Superman suit. Well, so it stands to reason that these both these two both screen tested in the uh, Adam, Adam West, West, of course. Batman no, costume. no, I want it to be George Clooney. Like that's got to be the only one hanging around because nobody wanted to take it home with them, right? So Christian Bale's screen test was actually in Val Kilmer's yeah. Batman suit. Yeah. So maybe it was that one. Maybe or it was, maybe I it's mean, a Christian Bale. It's definitely not going to be the Ben Affleck one because I can't see any way that either one of them would be able to fit into that. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, they look like a toddler wearing their dad's suit to work or whatever. It's the Flint Lockwood from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and it's hanging off his sleeves, and he's like, "It's perfect." <laughs> I don't. I don't think they would use the uh, the the Christian Bale ones though because it. Like the helmet took like four people in a half an hour. Well, maybe they didn't even bother to put on so. the cowl. Yeah, it might just be the Why suit. Why put the suit on then? Like the cowl is like oh my the, god, the finishing touch. You know, it's I like Superman without a cape. I'm not a dude. I'm never going to play Batman, but I find it really sexy in the comics and the movies where he's in the suit but the cowl's off. Like I love that. I can see that. Yeah. So casual Batman. <laughs> That's or how he has he's wearing, sex. She also likes him when he's wearing the red robe and just the cowl, but no, no bat suit. <laughs> the Will Arnett. Okay, exactly. Yes. As long as something's missing, that's what. I'm right, exactly. <laughs> okay. One or the other. There's also been some other DC kind of like rumors. We've heard rumors now that uh, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is going to kind of flashpoint the universe somehow. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, there's rumors of a new casting for the Flash. I, yeah. already. I don't know if you guys saw that. I'll pull it up. That here. was fast. Somebody, yeah. well, somebody did fan <laughs> art of Lucas Till, <laughs> who's Havoc in the X Men films, the most recent ones. Lu- Lucas Till is the one that's rumored yeah. to be replacing Ezra Miller. Yeah. As Not of now, I'm all we have with. is fan art, so we can't really say anything. But there have been times when fan art is accurate, where yeah. somebody gets the know how first. And well, the thing I saw wasn't even fan art; it just said rumor Lucas Till to replace Ezra Miller. I mean, take it for what it's worth, but you know, it, I, I don't know. I'm more concerned about how Wonder Woman is going to be a Flashpoint movie, basically by herself. Well, like I yeah, suggested it in our private chat, I don't think it can be her power set or even Cheetahs. It's got to be a third factor in the movie maybe the plot device or something so they're gonna do the same thing they did with the villains in the first wonder woman movie which was the weakest part (laughs) we're gonna have the one the one villain but it's really gonna be this other villain that's actually the guy with a mustache 
That was bad. Does not look like. I don't think any of us are saying they can't pull off a Flashpoint in Wonder Woman, but it her yeah. There's nothing about her abilities. Her power set doesn't lend itself. Well, there's already some weird timey wimey stuff. We don't know how Steve Trevor's alive. We have no idea, and he's completely unaged. So this is weird, and I mean that could be part of it. Barns him, you know. He's gonna be frozen in carbonite. (laughs) Oh. After all those bombs went off, like no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you got blown from. Well, after seeing Godzilla this weekend, I know that an explosion just knocks you really far away. Even if it is so. nuclear, it doesn't <laughs> matter. You can just see. So, so the rumor also said that they were going to be continuing. Henry Cavill is out. Ben Affleck is out. Um, that Gal Gadot will be doing her role still, and that Jason Momoa will still be doing his role, but that Shazam, Zachary Levi. It's not confirmed that he would be, or nothing. That's none of this is confirmed. But the rumor yeah. is that he's he would not necessarily be. They don't know how that's going to go because that Superman that they showed in that movie was very much Henry Cavill's suit, um, but they didn't show the face. So who knows? And all the like Batman references and stuff. It was Batman's batarangs, like the ones we've seen already. Um, See, but, here, but Wonder Woman's literally been in movies with both of those that's two true. guys. So if that's okay, and that's Aquaman true. too. Was yeah, I didn't really. Those two guys, I didn't right? really give that much thought that that Shazam wouldn't be a part of it. I mean, his movie was very successful for the budget yeah. it had. So that's just that logic doesn't work. But <laughs> no. A headless guy in a suit that breaks it. The actual characters right. in the movies multiple but times. But if it's her okay. movie that resets it, then you know why wouldn't it reset it for Shazam too? Well, maybe they're already in that aqua. Or... Maybe they're already in that alternate universe. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it's a lot of debate. Like, here's I mean, the I thing: guess it takes place in the 80s, L- yeah. a long time ago, the WB stepped in a bunch of shit, and they've just been thinking, uh, sinking. They have not been able to fix it. They have some great gems mixed in there, and they're doing their best to latch onto them and develop those. But they started kind of poorly on the wrong foot like henry cavill was so obviously supposed to match up with christian bale and both bale and um nolan were like we're done guys i like, still think, what did still you think? out of context was like out of that context was still a very good i think so too i, I liked it more the, i think more than you did but no the allusions to wayne core right were very obviously connected to the nolan stuff sure. So that's all like they that was their original plan. That's what they wanted. They wanted to build well, off of that. But they're so far from that. I know. Point. I know. But, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Warner Brothers has been very confusing. I mean, I think a great example is this new Suicide Squad that James Gunn is doing. So they said it's not a sequel. It's a reboot. But now we have at least four or five actors who are returning from Suicide Squad into this movie in their same roles. How is that not? Well, this is when that alternate universe uh, thing kicks in. If Wonder Woman is truly going to yeah. switch the, you know, switch the timeline around. I mean, I, I guess. But then what does that do? The Aquaman and Aquaman's movie, Shazam's movie, the other Suicide I mean, Squad. We don't know what universe I mean, they took place in. It could I, I mean, be in the, it could be in, in the alternate timeline already. Like I said, I don't know. It's, it's a very confusing thing. It's just like Endgame and the fact that, you know, you don't really like things. The timey-wimey stuff is very weird, you know. They could just go balls to the wall and bring in Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin. Like, they won't do that. I know they won't. I know they're not going to, but that doesn't mean they couldn't. Like, just, they, they could do anything. That has been successful for the last seven, eight years. They like, could not cast Robert Pattinson and put the kid that was uh, 
Batman from Gotham. Pass. That. I mean, Perfect. I'm just saying, there's a lot of things they could do. You, you get the guy, oh, well. the kid who's playing Dick Grayson in Titans. You make him Dick Bats. There you go. Right. That's what you do. And then yeah. you connect Titans to the DCEU. Perfect. Okay. That means the Doom Patrol's also there. Yep. Yeah. And there's okay. your cyborg that you recast because you're not going to keep Ray Fisher. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't know if I'm fully on board with this. But speaking of DC Universe, we did get the premiere of Swamp Thing, which yeah. I don't if you guys watched it. Okay, no, I have not watched it yet. Doom okay. Yeah, I watched it. I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, it, it, it didn't suffer all from like the pilot episode syndrome nearly as much as like a CW show or something That's like good. that. And it was definitely more of a terror theme sh- or horror theme show, which is really cool. It is. You don't get much swampy in the first episode. It's kind of got to build Alec Holland up um, before, okay. you know, everything happens. But the guy that plays Alec Holland, I really like the, the woman that plays Abby is great. So, yeah, I think I'm really going to enjoy the show. I'm looking forward to you guys watching it. So we Sounds can great. Oh, yeah. yeah, we are, too. Um, and I, I like this newer way of making television shows because you're, you're right about pilots because they, there isn't a pilot for Swamp Thing. There wasn't right, because a pilot it's on for a, It's on an on-demand network. They, just, you know, they, got, they pitched a show and it was approved and they made the show versus, yeah, like The Flash or, or Batwoman had to actually have legitimate pilots. And with tons of shows, the pilots don't quite fit right. Maybe a character was recast. Big or... Bang Theory is a huge example of that. The characters are almost completely different from episode one to two. So it's it's the very... Constantine show yeah, is the same way. Absolutely. It, it was like the main uh, female lead was completely recast for mm-hmm. the second episode because once the pilot got picked up. So, yeah, there's a lot of shows that do that. It's but these on demand, you know, streaming networks, you don't, have, don't to have to worry anymore. about that. at no, all. Their test footage doesn't even have to be part of the show or not. Like they, what they have to show to the studios is a lot smaller because it's more contained and they can curate it more. Right. And it's a it's a different type of conversation now because you don't have somebody who has licensed DC characters going to a network trying to pitch a show. You have DC with their characters making their own show. Yep. Right. Um, it's the same with you know it's not quite the same as HBO's type of situation with like Game of Thrones or Watchmen or anything like that, but it's still similar in nature where they already know we're making a Watchmen show now. What is it? Right? Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see other stuff non superhero related. Uh, there's going to be. Do we do that on the show? Yeah, we do. <laughs> there's going to be a Jurassic World animated series, and there was a very short teaser trailer for it. Not much and to really go off of. So I'm oh. like, I'm really interested in it. But if you're not going to go PG 13 or rated R on this, if this is for kids, I'm going to be very disappointed. Like, I want to see oh. some. Is it like Lego Jurassic World? I didn't watch you're, it. You're gonna be, well, it's, I mean, it's an animated thing. It's, it's CGI oh, it's, it animation. Animated. Yeah, okay. it's animated. It's CGI so it's animation. Like reboot? Not that kind of CGI. Um, it looked good. Like, it's just all you see is a raptor, and it makes the very stereotypical Jurassic Park raptor noises, you know? I want to see humans die. It's what I want out of monster movies. Like, okay. truth be told, that's that's what I want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not if you're gonna give me dinosaurs and it's family friendly but not land before time, I'm going to pass. I don't, no, we Eat don't people. we don't have any idea what it is. We we have a, a 20 second teaser trailer with a animated raptor in the forest, and it makes a lot of the familiar raptor noises you heard at the end of Jurassic Park, and that's about it. That's all we have. Fine. So. Yeah, I I just not really into Jurassic World, you know, that and the where the direction that went. So I probably won't check it out unless you guys come back and say it's just something really amazing. Well, we're glad that but, our recommendation means something. But 
It does, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have to be a really, really glowing recommendation. Yeah, we, we know so little about it, but something we all are very excited about, I think, is the first trailer for the Dark Crystal. You think? Yes. You think we're all excited about this? You're not sure. Um, so, yeah, so that drops. It's the prequel to the Dark Crystal movie. So we've known this is coming for yes. a while, yeah, but it's three been of us very were quiet. Sh- we were sharing stuff like over yeah. a year and a half ago. Yeah, and I mean, we got like a little bit of, of footage of a Skeksy, but it was really blurry at yeah. one point, and then they released some pictures of the Gelflings. Um, we got to see our first pictures of the Gelfling puppets they were using, and they were gorgeous. We, we all agreed on that, and then, yeah, it's been very quiet up until now, and then they released... The trailer and the premiere date. Well, because so, like, we were talking uh, off offline here that um, you know was that part of like my most anticipated shows of 2019, and I didn't actually think it was going to come out in 2019 because we had seen so little. And I mean, making a show like this is very time consuming and complicated. It's, and Netflix has the benefit to push back things as that's true too. opposed to you know a network. Yeah, absolutely. But this trailer looks great. It's phenomenal. Yeah, there's not not even one thing that I can complain about from the trailer, which as somebody who has always loved the Dark Crystal, I mean, that's crazy to me. I was ready to go guns a-blazing at this thing, but I mean, it really, even the way the Gelflings move, like, you know they can make puppets that are more te- technologically advanced than they could before, but they still made the Gelflings move like the Gelflings in the in the first movie, which or in the in the movie, which a, pro- a lot of people probably have problems with because it's kind of a weird movement that looks very puppety. But mm-hmm. I mean, you I don't know, it it's works fantasy. for me. I mean, if things are like a little smoothed over in the rough spots here and there, I'm not going to mind. But I love that they're doing everything in their power to make it look like it's in the same universe. They don't want there to be a disconnect, and I appreciate that. I mean, they may have learned from Yoda. You know, when they redid Yoda for the Phantom Menace, they made him a puppet, and it looked super weird and super off, and everybody hated it. And they replaced him with CGI in the Blu-ray, and and then in the next two films, he CGI. We finally got him back. You know, in uh, the Last Jedi, and, and they really nailed the movement and everything. Did. It felt like Yoda again, exactly. And yeah. so maybe they learned. Maybe they they realized. Maybe we just have to do it the way we used to do it to make yeah. it look right. You know. So some of, the, some of the highlights in that trailer. We got to see Landstriders. We got to see Fizzgig. We got to see Agra and her whole... I don't even know what the name of you that place is. You think she's going to have nips? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, if they're being that true to it, then it, pro- it would not surprise me. Uh, oh, we got man. to see like armored Skeksis, yeah, which we is did. very weird, but cool. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And a, and a bladed gelfling. Like, what, yeah. what are you doing with that? 
don't well, shake so anybody. here's don't where i was <laughs> i was gonna go with this is you know more about the dark crystal than both of us probably combined uh what exactly do you expect to see are we gonna see in a, a war are we gonna see a genocide are we gonna see like an oligarchy like- you know i don't know enough about what happened before the before the uh, movie came out so i don't really know i mean i think it's gonna be more on the side of a genocide than i think okay. uh, any of the other uh things you mentioned but I don't. I'm. I'm going to be just as surprised as you are by okay. a lot of it, which is really exciting for me. You know, um, the comic. They did some comic books that covered what happened after the Dark Crystal. Oh, neat. Uh, that are really cool. But those I mean, featuring Jim and Kira, or no, it was oh. it was just like kind of the following Skeksis and the the remaining Skeksis, and uh, uh, it was kind of cool. The, the art was really neat, but they haven't really done much with the prequels or like right. prequel stories. So, do you know how early mm. this is? How I don't. Okay. I like. I don't. I. Th- I thought I've heard the term five hundred years or something oh, like that, but dang. I don't. That seems like so. Much the likelihood that we're seeing the it can't the be same. though because we're seeing Agra and we're seeing Chamberlain, well, but we and, don't. But we know. don't know how long they live. And I a Fisgig type creature. Like when you when you Fisgig, have a yeah, he could live to be seven hundred years old. Right, well, it may not be like exactly Fisgig. It know? could be like more of his race or something. Yeah, like I true. don't know. It's just when you're dealing with a one hundred percent fantasy worlds. The timeline can be whatever they want it to be. Yeah, like everybody yeah. assumes the Gelflings are really small, but like we don't know. We've never seen it next to a human. They we could just be know human size, right? Yeah. And that Skeksis and Gartham and all these other characters they're are huge. huge. Yeah. yeah. So that, that we don't have that, and so I mean, I don't know that. All that's really important, I guess, is for their lifespan. Is this leading up to like? The, is this show going to end where the Dark Crystal begins, or is there going to be a large gap? And I imagine there's a gap. There's going to be a gap. There's probably not going to be much of a gap. It you can't think? be 500 years. It's got to be like like the generation right before Jen and Kira, because almost all the Skeksis you see in this are carried over from. They're, they're the ones that are in the movie. Also, that's a good point. Um, plus, you know, you saw Fizgig and Agra and. Something tells me they don't all all these creatures don't live five hundred years. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, <laughs> or then the five hundred years thing kind of becomes less relevant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like why? Who cares about time passing at all at that right. point? But yeah, I mean, I'm very excited for it. Same here. Uh, it's gonna be good. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. I'm stoked. Like I really am. Like I, I've been looking forward to it, but I, I just thought it was far off. Well, the trailer. <laughs> so, I haven't seen you get excited about that. A trailer like that. Like you made a specific Facebook post about this trailer, saying how excited you were, which. I don't know that I've really seen you do much. I don't of. do often. I did it yeah. for like Star Trek Picard. Yeah, right. I but do that's it, but, like your number one yeah. fandom. Um, well, I mean, the Dark Crystal is a, kind of a strange thing because since it's really only ever been the one movie, there it's kind of hard for it to be a fandom because there's just the one thing, right? And there are some comics I had totally forgotten about. Um, but this is a really cool continuation of something that I loved as a kid that – as a kid, nobody I knew had any clue what I was talking about. Because it's kind of dark. It's a little weird. It's very weird. You as know? a kid, it's horrifying. The pod people, like when yeah. they get the whited out eyes and stuff, that's terrifying stuff. I had nightmares about that as a kid. Oh, uh, see, I, between that and like the never ending story. and We had a dark childhood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like those were the those, brave little toaster. Like, uh, Labyrinth. Yeah. You know, like those are the things we grew up on. And a lot of my child, like young childhood friend people, like none of them did. And so it's only now that like I'm able to talk to people about it, and now they're going to do this prequel show, and it's going to be super. And people high are going to care about it again. Yeah, like that's what's crazy to me is there might be dark crystal merchandise in stores. Oh, like man. what the heck? I didn't think man. about that too. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just it's cool, and to see it look right is really nice because that's that's the biggest worry right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Gone for me. Anyway. It's so difficult. You know, it's it's not. 
it's not CGI. And I know the backgrounds, some of the backgrounds are going to be CGI, but the characters to not have those rendered on a computer, to not have them When drawn, it would be so much easier. So much easier, a lot cheaper probably, more practical from a like execution standpoint, right? Because you don't need multiple people moving a thing and coordinating. That's like, hard work. It is an art form. Yeah, I think they had like 13 people for each Skeksy in the it's original. Crazy, you know, and I love that type of stuff. And we just don't see it anymore. And so to see it is just really exciting. And it's all made by Henson Company again, Which uh, Henson huge. Studios. So, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm a sucker for the Muppets, you know, because they're they're real. <laughs> you know, uh, that new Muppets ba- Muppet Baby show might be really good. I don't know, but it's We've watched animated, a few episodes because you know? it was just on in the background. And it, it is something that if I had kids, I want to expose them to because it, it's a lot of fun. And but I, I like the real puppets. Yeah, you know? I do too. The, the Henson legend is good stuff that I want to make sure continues so the fact that there's a new muppet babies cartoon and the fact that dark crystal has new content coming out it's just fantastic i i want to go and i'm gonna watch dark crystal again right before i watch the show and then probably watch it right after you should live tweet it on the screen heroes account Ooh, i could do I that since i saw the trailer i've wanted to rewatch it because it's been a little while mm-hmm. you know and so part and of a lot of the concepts are kind of lost on you when you're a kid like you, you don't understand necessarily what's actually happening I, so I, I, yeah you pick up on a lot more as an adult i bought one of the anniversary edition blu-rays a couple of years back so i've seen it like post post adult life kind of thing you know not post adult <laughs> wow you're dead already huh? <laughs> i just remember uh, that i'm as, an ancient one <laughs> as a kid i really really attached myself to kira and i would go around and tell boys all the time that they don't have wings because they're boys right you don't have wings i mean i identify more with augur than anybody but <laughs> i can see that not because of the nips but more because of the attitude <laughs> a little bit so, because of that maybe a little why not both <laughs> uh, but if you guys are going to do that then do yourselves a favor and watch the behind the scenes there's like an hour long behind the scenes thing that's on a lot of the blu-rays and if you haven't watched that it's really eye-opening and i kind of hope that they do something similar for the show that would be cool because i'd love to see absolutely like, 13, 13 people puppeting a Skeksy in 1981 or whatever the first one came out. And then, you know, is it still 13 people or is it like five people? I'd love to see how the things change. Let's do it. And I know. mean, I've, I've kind of poked fun a bit at Netflix when they release their shows on disc because it's like, well, it's Netflix. Yeah. Right. But I would buy this for the special features. Right. right? If they, especially buy... if they do something like that, then right. yeah, I would be in. Like, I'm not going to buy House of Cards. No, you know? I wouldn't buy House of Cards. <laughs> I really don't want to sit and listen to Kevin Spacey talk ever. Like, well, even okay. before of his shenanigans. <laughs> that's really putting it mildly. But, like, Stranger Things. There's a lot that goes into a show like that. And I'm really looking forward to season three coming out. So I would buy Stranger Things. I've thought about buying those because they come in boxes that make them look like VHSs. They do. And they so look cool. I'm so... a sucker for that <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. I am. You cleverly market your stuff and Derek will buy it tomorrow. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. All right. So we've, we've, we've spent a half We're an good. Hour We're good. News. There's a lot of other news. Check out the box office stuff. Godzilla King of Monsters came in first place. Aladdin came in second. Rocketman came in third. All three really, you know, high profile movies that uh, have been highly anticipated. So let us know what you thought about those. Um, yeah. 
That's uh, it? Just just a, a small note. Godzilla King of the Monsters is a sequel to both Kong Skull Island and the 2014 Godzilla. There are huge, so, huge references to both the films as well as the 1954 movie. So, Which the, the 2014 Godzilla was a sequel yeah. to. So. You don't have to see all of them, but it really helps catch other things if you do. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to take our quick break. Hang on. We'll be right back and we'll talk aliens. Hey, friends. This is Cam, one of the hosts of the Gamer Heroes podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the show you're listening to right now. And if you are, please consider becoming a patron of the Heroes Podcast Network at patreon.com slash heroes podcasts. Your support would genuinely mean the world to us and would allow us to cover hosting costs for the website, get new equipment and software, and even make it out to different conventions and events to meet you, our loyal listeners. All Patreon tiers will get you access to the Patron Lounge and Slack, which will allow you to chat and interact with your favorite HPN hosts. On behalf of everyone here at HPN, thank you all so much for your continued support. We really couldn't do any of this without you. Hey, everybody, we're back and we are going to talk some alien invasion movies. Now, here's the thing. We, I purposely left this uh, theme kind of vague. So we all approached it very differently. And my whole point to it was to just keep conversation going so that one person isn't isn't just, you know, describing and summarizing a movie and then we move on. I figured we could just talk about our favorite parts about these things. So alien invasion films, what pops into your head first? First is probably one of the my earliest movie memories and one of my favorite movies, which is the 1953 War of the Worlds. Okay, and you, Ryan? Like, not. I don't think I have a specific movie that pops into my head. I just okay. the kind of you know mishmash of all the movies that I really like that have aliens in them is basically <laughs> what it comes to what pops into my head for me. Okay, I I gotta go back to uh, kind of the 90s when it, alien invasion movies were receiving. Oh, they were oh, at their peak. They were at a renaissance. Like yeah. the 1950s are full of alien invasion movies because they were kind of cheap to make. They were pretty easy. But in the 90s, there was this huge renaissance and people were throwing in comedy with it instead of in the 80s, it was horror. And in the 90s, it was comedy. So like I really love Independence Day and Mars Attacks and Evolution because those movies are ridiculous. <laughs> No, I think I think that's fair, and I, I made I made a list of my favorite seven, and three of them came out in 1996. <laughs> like I, I didn't realize that because I made my list, and then I went to go look at the years. How many of them are Will them. Smith movies? How many of them are Will All Smith movies? I mean, one of them is a Will Smith movie. Yeah. Okay. Do you include? Would you include Men in Black as an yes. alien invasion movie? It, it is an alien invasion movie. I did not put it on my top seven list for tonight's conversation. Why, why top seven? Because so, we, we don't want to do a top five, and I like having a couple of backups okay. in case you guys pick one of them. Yeah, that's what we so. used to do. We would have seven but, just I in mean, case. You guys know I love Men in Black, but I, I didn't want to like fill the list with Will Smith stuff. Midnight so. Pearl in chat put Mac and me, and yes. you should be fired for that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're talking about Conan. Yes. <laughs> like, Go check out a walk and roll in costumes video that we made the Mac mask for. And after doing that, I never want to see that movie again. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So... Nightmare fuel. <laughs> Ryan, what movie do you want to talk okay, about? Okay. The first movie I'm going to talk about first is probably a movie that neither of you have seen. Is it your first one? Dun, dun, dun. It's not like I don't have them ranked like one to five. <laughs> no, it's just you said the word first. Like, oh. 
Did I? Twice out of four first, words. First movie in the first time. <laughs> the first, you brought up 90s movies, so I'm, I'm taking Do the it. first first of the first 90s movies. Do 1991, it. starring Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. I already regret this. Nothing? Suburban Commando. <laughs> I've seen that movie. Have you? I have seen that movie. I have not. If you haven't seen it, Hulk Hogan is a, I don't really know, like a space <laughs> bounty hunter. With a ma- with a power suit, and he his ship yeah, crashes on Earth, up. and he runs into a family with Chris- Christopher Lloyd as the dad, and uh, has to he's like a, as a space bounty hunter, he's usually like fighting and killing and everything else, and so he has to deal with like corporate Earth and like mm-hmm. cars and you know people threatening to sue him, right? And the PKE meter from Ghostbusters makes a surprise <laughs> appearance as a random uh, prop <laughs> they picked from the prop department. Um, I think that shows up in another movie that was one of my it does uh, um, Starship Troopers I think it's in and then there's another one that's that it uses it but yeah it's a common prop they pull out of the vault <laughs> but yeah it, it, that movie I watched so many times during my childhood and I don't know why I think it was kind of <laughs> It was kind of towards the tail end of like the '80s action hero. It felt like an Were '80s. Were you action a wrestling movie. fan? Not then. No, I was a Hulk Hogan fan though. I have like when I was a kid, when I was really little. Because this, what year was this? Ninety-one. Like, Ninety-one. Yeah, so I was like four. I had a Hulk Hogan like they had these pillows that were like. Yes. wrestler pillows and then you'd like they would you'd fight with the pillows or whatever right it was like the dude yeah there was a randy savage one yeah yeah but you yeah. know what i'm talking about like they actually right. had arms and legs and stuff yeah and so like, i had a hulk hogan one and he even had like a three-dimensional nose his mom still has it in their basement yeah. it creeps me out the eyes follow you, you should very take weird. it and sleep with it here I'm yeah good I'm good. okay i've yeah. gotten over that need so okay to sleep but with a grown man <laughs> Yeah, he throws a skateboard into outer space because he's so strong. Apparently, I don't know. It's just a, <laughs> such a ridiculous movie. I watched the trailer again to uh, kind of refamiliar my refamiliarize myself with it. Oh my god! I mean, if it came out today, movie. if it came out today, I would go see it again. Today. Of course you would. If, if of it was course. Just, I don't care if it's the same trailer. Whatever. As soon as I would see that trailer, I'd be like, "Well, that's a Ryan." Yeah, movie. I'm going to go see that. Come on, Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd, get out yeah. of here. Anyway. That's the first one I was I forgot Christopher Lloyd was in that. He's the dad, yeah. I've, the I've, one that I've finds his that. power suit and wears his power suit in the end. Man, okay, maybe I need to rewatch this. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets uh, cryogenically frozen at one point. So how is this an alien invasion film? Because like, he's an alien. <laughs> he's an alien. And, and, okay. But then also other alien bounty hunters come to Earth looking for him. Right. Okay. That's the big climatic, right. you know. Right. And they fight. So... That brings me to a point. Do you guys need to have multiple aliens in your alien invasion films? Or do you include things like the first Predator movie and The Thing and uh, Alien and Aliens as invasion movies? So for me, there's a couple couple of things to unpack there. Alien and Aliens, no, because they don't come anywhere near Earth. They're not invading but anything. The, the criteria we, wasn't. But they're not invading. Inva- but they're not. Well, okay. They're not invading anything. We go to their place and they find us and kill us. They're not invading. In those two movies. Um, oh my God, are we colonizers? Yes. In that? Yes. Oh. We were in the wrong the we whole time. We deserve it. We're the bad guys the we whole time. We deserve it. Um, no, but for me, it's more about the motivation than the number of aliens, right? Okay. So, like for Predator, I don't consider it an invasion movie because he's really just hunting and leaving. He's not like. Yeah, but other predators show up over the years, so maybe he was just the first one to scout they, it out. But they don't. They don't come to stay. They come to get their trophy and leave. With the exception of Alien versus Predator, where they use the planet as a hunting ground for xenomorphs. Again, 
not intending to stay, using it as a hunting ground. So I don't know that that really counts as an invasion. Okay, so what about the thing? So You never the, actually learn the yeah, thing's the, motivation. I, that, so I can't say. I think it's, I mean, I have no but you wouldn't care okay. an invasion movie it's I it mean, does easily take over you yeah, know i it, consider that an invasion I mean, that's movie fine. because that's i mean fair. he can he can take over anybody and you know do anything and we don't know how he reproduces or anything no. but i mean there could be more than one in that movie yeah. we and really it's, don't it's know. clearly malicious for yeah. no other reason seemingly other than to kill yeah you know uh, versus again the predators are very sport and they have that sense of there's a code right so in predator 2 and uh 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 Danny, Danny Glover, Glover. Uh, you know, saves the one predator. They don't kill him. They let him go kind of thing. And they honor that. So it's not really, I don't think that one fits, but yeah, the thing's fine. Sounds good. Okay. So um, let's talk a bit about the super old school ones, why they were made and what makes them classics and why they get remade all the time. So uh, things like day after tomorrow, the day the earth, or not day after tomorrow, the day the earth stood still, um, War of the Worlds. It <laughs> came from outer space. Those kind of things. Like those were very popular in the fifties. It was mm-hmm. almost every other movie. Those were the only sci-fi movies that I can really think of. They were. Uh, what do you think that was because of the communism scare? Like, I mean, there's always been a fear of the unknown, you know, and the idea that something would be more powerful than us. Like the whole concept of War of the Worlds is that there's nothing we can do. They are technologically superior in every way, and we just get lucky. I mean, that's the same with Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's just, it's going to get us all eventually. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. There's just more of a red scare kind of tone, though, right? The idea that your your friends are all turning into socialists, you know? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Whereas, like, War of the Worlds, I never really got that as much as just... Funny, most of my friends have turned into socialists. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, it means something a little different now. But, it was a joke. You know. the, only, the only one of those I've seen is The Day the Earth Stood Still, and uh, it's been a long time. Did you see the Keanu Reeves remake? I did not. No, I didn't care to see that at all. The original was very good. and It was. Uh, you know, I like I, Keanu Reeves. Maybe I should have gone and seen it, but I didn't. But I never really got any kind of political tie-in. Of course, I've never really started looking for political tie-ins until, you know, the last five years or something like that when I've actually started caring about politics. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, for me, it was always just like people see the stars and they're like, what's up there? And that's that's the fascination. That was that's as far fair. as it went for me. I mean, that, the 50s were obsessed with that. I mean, that's when Lost in Space, the TV show started, was in 50, 55, 56. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everything, sci-fi was really heavy then. Yeah. Um, and, you know. I it, mean, Twilight Zone started mm-hmm. at the end of the 50s. Outer Limits was on. And Star Trek lifted heavily, or TOS lifted heavy from Outer Limits. So. And Lost in Space in certain ways. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with that allegory everything was an allegory right so the day the earth stood still may not have been political in nature but it was very much an anti-war concept right because that's kind of the whole idea is that we need to like 
not keep blowing each other up if we want to join the greater wider galaxy well the whole like i i don't believe that every single director who made a alien invasion movie in the 1950s was making a clear uh reference to the communism red scare kind of thing but if you're surrounded by it you take it in every day in the news it's what you watch on tv it's what you read in the newspapers and alien invasion movies especially the way they did it are so cheap to produce it kind of just lends itself to that so you keep saying they're really cheap to produce i'm not so sure that was true like star trek well look at it like the wildly expensive shows right the shows were I'm just saying that some of those aliens, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, they're just actors. You're well, not having mo- them do yeah, stuff. That and, movie is, but like, I mean, the the, the Blob was pretty easy for them to produce. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't some. Yeah, I just I don't think that it's a blanket thing. Like the day the Earth stood still would have been more expensive, or uh, the Forbidden Planet would have been fairly expensive to make because the whole thing takes place on an alien world with spaceships and robots. And, you know, so a lot of those types of movies, I think it just depended on the story. Okay. So that's fair. That's all. Okay. So, um, let's talk about, uh, some, Derek, do you have any more on your yeah. any on your list you want to bring up? Yeah. Well, I, I originally brought up the original War of the Worlds, and I, I know a lot of people have Go probably seen it. the remake, the Tom Cruise one, and I'm not saying that that one's necessarily not great, um, <laughs> though I might think it is. But the original, I just I always loved the sh- the ship designs. One of my favorite science fiction designs in cinema and, and television. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I just I think it really stands the test of time. Well, it was a radio show originally. And it's a straight up like black and white. It's an invasion, right? These aliens are coming. They're coming to destroy us and we have to stop them somehow. But there's nothing we can do. And it's just really uh, intense. And if you've never seen it, um, we should watch it together because it's great. That's all. Did he just asked me out on a date? I did. He did. I'll buy you popcorn. <laughs> I, mean, I need more than popcorn. You get to hold the bucket so you know it's Dick's not in it. Okay. Well, that's a plus. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, Midnight Pearl and Chad brought up the faculty. And I don't know if you guys know this, but there was a time in my life where I was thoroughly obsessed with it. I watched the faculty multiple times, even in a day. Never seen it. Uh, So 1990s movie. It stars Josh Hartnett and uh, Usher. Usher now is I know why you were obsessed with it. It was Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Flat out Josh Hartnett. Uh, Jordana Brewster from the Fast and Furious movie. She was also in there. The actual faculty themselves was made up of Robert Patrick, who we know from Terminator 2 Judgment Day, made up of John Stewart from The Daily Show, Salma Hayek, and uh, B.B. Newworth, who's best known for her role on either Frasier or Broadway. So some talent in there. Robert Rodriguez directed it. It was clearly, what? yeah. What is this movie? It was an in, <laughs> it was straight up a ripoff of Invasion of the Body Snatchers mixed with a little bit of Animorphs because they were little slug creatures that would insert themselves in your ear, in your mouth. It's all the Wrath of Khan. Well, no, because they completely possess your body. They don't put you through any pain. Gotcha. They completely possess your body, and uh, they are in constant need of water. So you start noticing the faculty at the high school uh, uh, and the student body 
have to like drink all this water. That's all they're doing. It's just drinking a ton of water and they stare at you really intensely. But I, I was obsessed with that movie. It is really underrated. It it's I don't know why it didn't get more of an acknowledgement because it's good. It's not a bad movie by any means. It just got the title doesn't help. I just thought it was over. about like high school drama. Nope. So <laughs> it was a straight up horror movie. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Oh, Famke Jansen from the X Men's in it too. Yeah. Perfect. The bad X Men or the good X Men? I mean, she was in both. <laughs> X- it's true. <laughs> <laughs> she was in X One, X Two, and X Three. So, so the you know, good, the bad, and, and the, the mediocre. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the she's, mediocre. She's also in the Wolverine. And uh, she's in Days of Future Past. There you go. Barely. Yeah. yeah. But she's there. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, I think she's in Wolverine Origins in a flashback, isn't she? Like a dream or it's something. It's been too know. long since I've seen that yeah. movie. I thought you'd never seen that movie. I haven't, but I thought I remember hearing I don't think she's that. in that. I thought there was like a dream sequence. So do either of you guys have any more horror movies? Horror movies? Well, I mean, yes. there's a thing on there. There you go. Sure. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. We've talked we about it. haven't ever really done a full episode. Um, I mean... It's a great Kurt Russell movie. It's it it's very horrifying. It's like a Keith David movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's it, it's just you know really preys on your fears of what if you can't see the the thing that's trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. And you know there's some of the most iconic horror movie scenes ever are in that movie. The couch scene in particular comes comes to uh, mind when they're testing the blood and they have the people strapped strapped to the couch and one of them is the thing and starts, f- you know, flopping around and flipping inside out, the body inside out and everything like that. The practical effects and the makeup work were so well done. That The defibrillator scene always sticks out. That's the first thing. Where he gets in, hand, yep. e- hands eaten off. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would say they hold a, a lot of them Probably that one in particular doesn't really hold up for me. I don't. I mean, it's not very that one, obvious. but that's just like the first thing I think about when I think of the thing. The, and and they Kurt did Russell's stuff. face with snow on. It. <laughs> they did some stuff that you know was really creative, and you know, filming scenes backwards and then playing mm-hmm. it forwards to kind of give you that uneasy feeling. The the scene with the head, where the head has like the spider legs. Yeah. That was a lot of that was when he had the tongue that he latched onto to move mm-hmm. across the room. That was also filmed backwards, I guess. Um, oh. I don't know. There's just a lot of creative ways to get horrifying results in that movie. I mean, the dogs, when you go see yeah. the dog and it's like split open and everything, that was terrifying. Did you guys ever see the prequel? I did not see the prequel movie they made. I did Prometheus? see the or no, it's just called the. Thing. Oh, okay. A lot of people thought it was a remake, but it's it's not. It's a prequel. Um, it no, the the thing is a remake of the thing from another world, yeah. and well, right. it did the tension so much better. And I think I'm pretty sure it's because they set it in Antarctica. So little humans actually live there that you can't escape. Like you're, you are there. You're, you're in stuck isolation. There, where there's a good chance that if it was placed anywhere else on Earth, you may get out alive. Mm-hmm. So, but that, you also would have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that could be the, the thing. Absolutely. That you're most like, a, I do, I do recommend the prequel though. Yeah, it, it did a good job, I think. And it, does it have Kurt Russell in it? It, it doesn't. Probably won't watch it though. Uh, but it's kind of cool. That's one of my criteria for all movies. Yeah. It, it ends. <laughs> it ends with the first scene of of the. Of the original one. The dog so. and the helicopter? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was pretty neat. I recommend watching them in the order they were made, though, because the special effects are different in yeah, the prequel. Yeah, of course. They so. scale up. Yeah. 
<laughs> How about you? Any horror movies on yours? I don't, I mean, okay. I don't think so. The closest thing I have to a horror movie, and I, I've never considered it one, but some people have, is uh, Star Trek First Contact. That's fair. The Borg. Um, it's lot- not a horror movie. It's as close movie. to a horror horror as Star Trek's ever going to get. Yeah. like Some people have considered it that. I've never really agreed, but... Um, it is a an alien invasion movie, though, right? The it Jordan, is, the yeah. I would argue that. So. Also, nineteen ninety six. That was one of my three nineteen ninety six <laughs> movies. Nice. <laughs> so let's move over to some uh, comedy stuff. That's mm. almost all of mine. <laughs> like, alien invasion comedy is great because. Alien invasion would be frightening as hell, and most likely it would be a real-life horror scenario. So the fact that we get some comedy here and there is hilarious. So what's a comedy you want to talk about, Ryan? Well, I'm hoping Derek hits one of my other ones, because there's one that I love so much, and I've brought up several times on this podcast, but I'm going to bring up Earth Girls Are Easy, because I'm guessing that's I not on your list. I love that one. I never thought about it as an invasion movie. I, th- I love that movie. I mean, there's but... three aliens that come to Earth, so... But it's like by accident. Sure. So... <laughs> I mean, they do... it's not a huge invasion, right? Like, <laughs> they do just, sleep they're taking with over... womankind. Yeah, yeah. They're, taking... <laughs> they're taking all our women from us. They are. I mean, I they all look movie. like Jeff Goldblum and uh, Jim Carrey and Marlon Wayans. Is that which one it is? No, it's uh, Damon. Damon Wayans, Wayans yeah. yeah, senior, senior, yeah, yeah. But then they get shaven down, and they're all super muscly and and shiny and shiny. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun movie. It I've is. Never thought about it that way, but I yeah. love it. It's a oh, musical too. Great. Like it how many is. alien invasion musicals do you see? There's probably Gina Davis many. busts out in song and with like giant ass nails and like well, yeah, right. very eighties nails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that movie. If you're gonna pick a movie that like epitomizes everything about the 80s i feel like that movie is probably pretty close it's so 80s yeah everything about it is 80s it's right up there for for best best representations of the 80s totally uh especially (laughs) when you're talking like the beach life like california Mm -hmm. you know 80s surfer surfer life derek i'm trying to figure out what movie ryan wants me to say you know which a lot of them i don't though if i Um, had a third eye would that give it away no for some reason okay well, that's too bad. That yeah, Rachel not, knows what I'm we'll talking about. We'll just have to let Ryan talk again. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so one I want to put on, on the list is not 1996. This is from 2001. Evolution. Okay, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Oh, uh, because the, the whole symbol for the movie it's a oh, smiley logo face. Was the, uh, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Let's talk right. evolution. Was that 2001? Yeah, 2001. Wow. Okay, it feels a little older. It, it feels does. like a 90s movie. It does. Um, so David Duchovny, Julianne Moore. Uh, Sean Orlando William Jones. Scott, Scott, Scott Orlando Jones. Jones, Dan Aykroyd shows up for Dan a Aykroyd. He's <laughs> in it for. I mean, there's a decent is, amount of cameos in that. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. Um, I've always loved that movie. It the kid a, from Sleet Your Shorts, Donkey Lips. Yes, oh, yeah. and his right. older brother is yeah. Ethan Supley, who yeah. is in like everything. Um, I missed this movie in theaters, and it was a movie my grandma bought on VHS. I was at her place. I was like, all right, let's. Watch. I liked uh, David Duchovny at the time, so I was like, let's let's watch it. The movie's just so different and fun and crazy and just outlandish. Yeah, I mean, Ivan Reitman, the director of that yes. movie, is the same director of Ghostbusters. He's come out mm-hmm. and said that it's the spiritual successor to Ghostbusters. And, I believe it. And it really, like, if you go into it looking for that, then, you, then you'll feel it. Like, it mm-hmm. really kind of captures that feeling that Ghostbusters did. Maybe not quite as well. Ghostbusters was so fresh and new at the time, and this was another alien invasion movie. But After we had had, like, all these mm-hmm. alien invasion A whole decade movies. of them, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, brilliant movie, and 
if you haven't seen it, really, ser- I think it's still on Netflix. Go do yourself a Is favor. It? It's been so long. I saw it on Hulu, like Maybe just Hulu. six months ago. I know yeah. it's on it's, one of those streaming yeah. platforms. But it's one man. of those poor movies I, I have yet to upgrade from VHS. I've got to go buy one at some point, but I just I've never physically I, seen it anywhere. It's a comedy that holds up too. Like talk about it, underrated. You know, it made practically twenty years ago, and I. Uh, the technology still looks good. It does not look shabby. The effects yeah, a lot of look practical great. effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... It's a fun cast. You mm-hmm. know, like I didn't know who Julianne Moore was at the time. Yeah, we get you peak know. Sean William Scott. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that was great. Post Orlando American Jones. Pie, but like pre pre American Pie pre- sequels. Yeah. And I, I've always been a fan of Orlando Jones. I yeah. like him yes. a lot, and so he's not in enough. And when I, his I really career like kind of dropped off in the mid two thousands, I was very it's upset, sad. and I'm glad that he's back on American Gods where he. Yeah. Should be like really, he does a great job. He steals every scene he's in. Very different role. So, <laughs> you remember right. him from the Make Seven Up Yours commercials? Oh God, I love that those. Was him. Yeah, Make Seven Up Yours. No, I re- yeah. love those. I, I still have that steps. shirt, by the way. Of course you do. You should wear it next time. <laughs> Maybe I'll see if I can do it. it. I know I have it somewhere. Do it. Do, do, do it. Do it. Okay. No, I'm not gonna go on the tangent. <laughs> There's always time for lubricant. <laughs> next up. That's always the. That's that's one of my favorite scenes when the thing is inside his skin and yeah. they're like we have to go rectally he's <laughs> <laughs> like there's no time cream. for a lube <laughs> i need ice cream for my ass <laughs> yeah so good it was peak orlando jones it was everybody everybody there you could tell you got the feeling they were all having a good time julianne yes. moore got to show a side that we didn't really get to see in a lot of other movies she mostly does dramatic work even now but before this she she, this was coming right off of Boogie Nights, of all things, where she had a very dramatic role. So this having her show her comedic edge is great. People forget that she's a funny person. She's really the first female Ghostbuster. Yes. That's I, see it. I nice. love it. I'm good with it. I'm fine. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk Mars Attacks. Yeah, because that's Cause on both of our lists, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's on mine. Talk about a lot of cameos. I mean, that movie. Every cameo ever. If yeah. you were a working actor and you did not end up in that movie, what were you doing? What year movie? was that one? Was that 96 <laughs> also? Was. Okay. Did you even know Tim Burton? Did you? If you were not in that movie, did you know Tim Burton? Because oh, right, yeah. you had not run into him. Let, let's it's see like here. the least Tim Burton-y movie I've ever, I've ever seen. I don't years, know. Though. It feels very Tim Burton-y to None me. None of the design concepts, other than the... Because uh, it's the... not dark, whimsical fantasy? Like... Well, it not... I guess that must be what he's talking other about. Other than the alien that, that dresses up like a woman nothing else is stylistically tim burton no but the feel of the movie feels like tim burton the humor the i never got that from it honestly i'm always surprised when i have to remind myself it's a tim burton movie all right i mean he hasn't made anything in the sci-fi genre since he really didn't Um, do it before he did the planet of the apes (laughs) so he hasn't made anything in the sci-fi genre since (laughs) or really before No, that movie was awful, and Tim Burton like that. That is last the, shot's really good. Though. That is the downhill of all Tim Burton. <laughs> like, all right, so Mar- yeah, Mars Attacks. Um, love the aliens. They're- I didn't see that one in theaters. Did you guys see it in theaters? No, it was R rated, wasn't it? Yeah. Which in 1996, I would not have been old enough to go see an R rated movie by myself. So. No, no. I, I did not. I saw. I saw it pretty young though, like when it was first on video. I saw it when it was on, t- like it was on TBS or something. Mm-hmm. At I one saw it point. on like HBO, or, or maybe it, yeah. it might have been HBO because yeah. I feel like it wasn't censored. But definitely one of my favorites. It's so uh-huh. bonkers. It's so silly and campy and over. I the didn't top. know it was based off of a trading card game. Yeah, how like, weird is that? What What an odd thing to do. How How do you find a linear story in this? 
I don't know, but they did a great job with it. Yeah. You know, Jack Nicholson as the president is just is wonderful. And he was also the car salesman guy, wasn't he? Yeah, the cowboy. The cowboy car salesman guy, yeah. Yeah, he did double duty in the movie. Glenn Close is his wife. Natalie Portman's (laughs) their daughter. Uh, Jack Black is in there. Michael J. Fox and Neil Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is Tom, oh, Tom Jones. Tom Jones. I'm sorry. Go right. sit in the corner. Like Tom you're Jones. in timeout. Time Jones. Tom we're Jones. not a music show. I'm not. Yeah, we're not. That's not my expertise. <laughs> <laughs> they all look the same. All those, I'm sorry that I can. All those lounge singers. Yeah, lounge singers. They're all basically the same person. Fine. Uh, you tell my elderly white relatives that Sweet Caroline and What's Up Pussycats by the same guy, and I we'll mean, see if not? it's They're unimportant. not the same person. <laughs> we will see if it's unimportant. Right, but Michael J. Fox, Martin Short. Oh yeah, Martin Short. Uh, Sarah oh, Jessica Parker, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. Like it's just Pam Greer and Annette Bening, right, and right. like God, there's so many people in these movies. It's and, great. It's so uh-huh. good. Um, there's just so much to love and in the movie. Like, they solve the alien invasion with yodeling. Mm-hmm. Like, how wonderful. Was it yodeling? Was I thought it was a country song. It's it been was a, a long country time. song with yodeling in it. Oh, okay. It. Like, well, then I guess neither It was, was a really yeah. weird song. I, I never really got if it was supposed to be yodeling or if, like, the record was so old and beat up that nope. it just sounded distorted. It was yodeling. <laughs> okay. It was 100% some. Southern heck yodeling. <laughs> but the, the design of the of the aliens, their spacesuits, their guns, their are like voice, so their great. language was so unique. The ak acts are just. And I want to do it I so would, bad, but so loud. Do it. I know so loud. it would be so terrible for you guys to just hear it in your ears, but you you can hear it. Like you see those guys, you can hear their voice immediately. Yeah, it was really good Tim Burton work. I miss his original stuff because his adaptations are just. Lacking, Crash. they're lacking nowadays. Like even the slightly better ones are still not that great. So I fair would enough. much rather him go back to original content because that's where he shines. Fair, that's fair. Okay, so we've got time for probably two more movies. Well, we should probably talk about what's arguably the biggest or most successful alien invasion movie of the nineties. We need to talk about Suburban it. Commando. We already talked about that. <laughs> Independence Day, oh. also known as ID4 for the cool kids. Um, I mean, it was massive, right? It's what... Again, a huge who's who of whoever was famous at that time. Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman are the big three. Randy Quaid. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. Before he went Absolutely. crazy. Before he went crazy. <laughs> he might have been a little crazy already. I'm not sure. That He could have just been playing himself. We don't know. That's true. That's very true. Um, I mean, you've, if you're out there, you've probably seen Independence Day. If not, I don't know what you I did. saw that one in theaters. Yeah. Yep. Like, it was just massive. It was absolutely massive. I mean, it, it had the weirdest tie-ins. I remember I got a, uh, a computer game disc in a box of cereal and you could pilot the alien ship i hated those those <laughs> games were so bad they lasted like maybe an hour they were always buggy like it was the worst but i hated just, those. there's so many good meme moments and and quotes and there's of course the speech that bill pullman gives as president it is without a doubt one of the most quotable films i have ever seen and it still stays that way i find myself quoting along with it even now when i watch it so it it's kind of held the test of time the scene where the dog jumps from the explosion is still incredibly bad even then it looked incredibly bad but when it comes down to it i'm glad they didn't risk that little doggy's life by an explosion yeah thank you for that the scene where uh 
where Data is getting uh, <laughs> in- Brent infected by, or whatever, he's like getting puppeted by the alien in his force talk. That scared the crap out of me as a so kid. Good, oh my man. gosh. It was yeah. so what good. year was that? 1996. Okay, so yeah, I guess I was still a kid at that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, it was scary. It's, yeah, I mean, there's so much to love about that movie. They did a few jump scares in that movie. Yeah. But those alien nowhere. designs, the suits, because it's not really the alien, right? Yeah. But the suits are so freaking cool. Yeah. You know, I still absolutely love the detail that went into those. Like, they, they made real practical suits. These are real... I guess they're probably they're puppets. Exo armor, right? Exo armor, yeah. But the okay. ship was super cool. Now there are some really terrible moments where the ships would like pan over the the screen that looked like someone had cut them out of paper or something. Uh, but then they they would match that up with like the amazing dog fighting scene, you know, in the trenches or you know something crazy. And, or Will Smith punching an alien in the face. They're so welcome to Earth. <laughs> Could have been in a barbecue. <laughs> what is that smell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just going to quote Independence Day. So the movie is pretty great. Like, that's what I think of when I think of blockbusters. Like, that is definitive blockbuster. Yeah, I feel like that was the like, first, like, movie where I where I came out and went, okay, this is something. Like, this yeah. is, this is, there's, everybody is going to see this movie, and it's it's very big. And, and everybody did go and see it. I don't know mm-hmm. how much money that movie made, but the year that that came out, I mean, that was what people were talking about in my school. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, yeah, it was very popular. I mean, that was back when 4th of July, July weekend actually meant something to the box office, right? If you got 4th of July weekend as opening weekend for your movie, that was the movie of the summer. And it's been a long time since that's been a thing. Yeah. But, you know. That might have been the last good one, really. I don't know. I'd have to do some research on that. But So before we move on, we've talked a lot of about some really cool movies. Um, have you guys seen a lot of the newer ones? Like, I know... Pacific Rim? Hmm. That's definitely Alien Invasion. Yeah. It's just weird because they come from below instead Maybe of they above. They come through a wormhole. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, another you know, dimension. Yeah. Got it. Okay. But they're definitely... That's definitely an Alien Invasion movie. Yeah. And probably one of the best of the 21st century. You think say. so? As far as alien invasion movies go. Yeah, there hasn't been that many that I Not that good off the top of my head that well, I can make. I, this competition, like Battleship. No, no, no. <laughs> so I feel like the 2010s-ish alien invasion movies, when I'm looking at this list provided by multiple sources, they're understated. You know, they're Attack of the Block, or Attack the Block, they're Captive State. They're... Attack the Block I actually heard a lot about when it yeah. was coming out, and I was really interested. It's an Edgar... Edgar Wright movie, I believe. Yeah. And Nick and Frost is in it. And uh, John Boyega. John Boyega, before he was popular. Uh-huh. Um, the Edgar Wright attachment was really like interesting to me. And the fact that it took place, I think, in Africa, somewhere in South Africa. I, I, I can't remember. I know that so seeing the District trailer. So did District 9? Huh, yeah. The trailer really intrigued me to attack the block. I still have yet to see it, but I will watch it. Uh, yeah. District 9 I've seen. But and, and I thought it was good, but it's not a movie that like really stood out so much. I feel like I need to go see That's it or fair. that it was amazing. I never I considered like it an invasion the movie. The alien invasion movies nowadays are just very understated. Arrival's considered one, or The Arrival, excuse me. See, but that, that's the thing. If and then uh, in- Annihilation is yeah. also. If you come in peace to open a dialogue, how do you consider that an invasion? I mean, District 9 was an allegory for apartheid, though, and like how we i meant for arrival oh oh yeah i meant for arrival well it it was the multiple locations and it 
That I kind don't of know. thing. I, I mean, they they landed in what thirteen different cities. I would consider that an invasion. Invasion, even if it is a peaceful one, it's still. <laughs> but I don't think that that's how that word works. You know, because it's invasion. You think ha- an invasion is only malicious? I think invasion it has a negative connotation just naturally. Yeah. I don't think you can have a positive invasion unless you are the invading force. Interesting. I'd probably agree with that. Okay. That's so, fair. Yeah, I, 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 right out of the gate, that word sounds like it's something not good. So. Right? Yeah. It's it's always a negative thing. Is that um, because we're just used to associating it with could negativity? Be, yeah. I mean, maybe. I just, just I'd have to look up the exact definition of the word, I guess, to find out if the definition has a positive or negative meaning to it. But that's um, fair. Like I, yeah. I think that's something we could ask our audience too. Like it are we so influenced that the word is just negative and it can't have a positive spin? Or like is the arrival I think it's just called arrival. I don't know why it, the list says the arrival, but is I mean the so Merriam-Webster um, says it's well. I just wanted. To, I'm the, an Oxford there's, girl. There's two definitions. Uh, the first one is very specific, of course. It says incursion of an army for conquest or plunder, and the second one is the incoming or spread of something usually harm hurtful. So I mean, both of those are negative. Which I mean, it says usually harmful. Yeah, so yeah. there is some open endedness there. Usually yeah. leaves a little bit of gray area, but not much. <laughs> I mean, you know, you look up for synonyms include it's like nine out of ten descent, foray, incursion, inroad, eruption, raid, and not all of those are negative. To be fair, none of them are positive. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So you know that That's would be fair. My only, That's totally my fair. Thought, I. Uh... So. So arrival, I wouldn't really include in there. For District 9, I mean, I felt like, yeah, they were trying to be refugees, but I guess an argument could be made. That one's a little more complicated. It's very political, Mm -hmm. you know. So what's the weirdest one that you guys have seen? Have we already talked about it? I mean, probably Mars Attacks was pretty out there. That's fair. The weirdest for me was Slither. Uh, James Gunn directed that. So the one with the worms? Yeah. Okay, I have seen that one. Yeah. yeah, that one was weird. Nathan Fillion and Michael Rooker's in it, and yeah. it's incredibly odd. It was definitely a horror movie. They did not shy away from gore or death, but it had some weird comedic and sexual stuff in it. It was odd. Just kind of James Gunn. Like, it was it, very it, James Just Gunn. coming off of like the trauma verse and stuff mm-hmm. that he was working on, so... Yeah, weird. Weird is a tough one. I guess it kind of depends. For it might. I mean, it, aliens can be weird. Maybe yeah. Starship Troopers. Just Starship boom. Troopers was actually one of the first movies I remember where I f- I actually like interpreted a political message. Yeah, and it was very heavy handed. So I'm not like trying to be <laughs> impressive with that, but like you know, even as a younger kid, I I didn't necessarily understand what the message was, but there was definitely political stuff in there but i enjoyed it for the action oh yeah, yeah. you know i did see that one in the theaters actually me my too. parents took me and some friends to that not realizing what the rating was um because there's a lot of nudity in that movie yeah <laughs> so so that much there's nudity. a lot of nudity derek tells me about that every the time i talk about this movie like that not, that's not there's more than that but okay derek talks tells me about that every time every time we talk about starship troopers whether it's the book because i bought him the book at one point or the movie he's like i went with my parents and that was like the first time we all saw boobs together <laughs> that's not how the story has wow. ever gone that's once. an interesting story anyway for me it's probably that's probably the weirdest one though because of just the way it's shot the way it's portrayed is very detached from normal films right it's almost done like a propaganda film like, well we're yeah, kind of like, the invaders in yeah. that one sure 
we are kind of um we we definitely are there's no question about that but it's just it's a very strange and unique movie it's great practical effects too Mm -hmm. by the way fantastic practical effects. that whole brain uh brain thing that was all practical i mean if you ever seen the behind the scenes it's really cool to see um yeah but i mean special effects are wonderful in that movie the 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 satire is just super spot on and fantastic the cast is really fun and good even though it's a lot of people who don't other than like neil patrick harris don't do much anymore casper van deem or whatever his name is he does stuff yeah yeah he keeps doing the starship troopers movie pretty much (laughs) um but you know you have like uh, denise richard shows up on tmz every once in a while she married charlie sheen so that's a pretty big thing has been in star trek uh, which is everybody's cool. been in Star Trek. So, it's not that impressive. Except for the three of us. Right. Um, yes. You know. Derek was almost in Star Trek. He lost $500. Oh, God. I remember that. <laughs> Good times. Anyway. All right, guys. That brings us to the end of our podcast. <laughs> no. Um, tell us what your favorite alien invasion movies are, if you would consider arrival an invasion movie or not if you can't have a peaceful invasion <laughs> you can't no the answer is no <laughs> uh also if you want us to do more niche genre stuff let us know what are some of your favorite more condensed genres because i think we do have a, another genre one coming we up, have martial we? arts films mm, coming up i know about. you're really excited about it. you're gonna have to lead that one because you're I mean, more of I kinda, our you guys need to watch more of them before we i do agree that one, i feel like you mean i can't talk about kung fu hustle for three yeah, and a half hours I mean, we could <laughs> But I feel like it's going to get really boring if it's just me can, talking about all of my favorite movies and you guys have never seen any of them. So why don't you recommend a f- couple of them <laughs> I'll give you now? Guys, I'll give you guys some recommendations. Okay. So not Street Fighter? I mean, you could we could talk about Street Fighter, but calling that a martial arts movie is a bit of a stretch. It is. <laughs> I mean, people kick things in it. So we could call that. it Ming-Na Wen tries her hardest. Hey, she's she's a legitimate martial artist, she so is. she's probably the only <laughs> one the in only that one movie. In the movie. Well, Jean-Claude Van Damme was in that, uh, right? Yeah, it's a legitimate. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> That's fair. Using your martial arts to beat your wife is not a, <laughs> not, not a legitimate use. <laughs> Called out. All right. Well, hopefully he doesn't watch this program, but if he does, <laughs> he's, he's going to come attack me. He's too busy doing the splits on semi-trucks. <laughs> semi-trucks, yeah. That's is what his career is now. <laughs> Although the JCVD show that he did on Amazon was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like a mockumentary look at his life. It was pretty funny. Did he beat his wife there? Uh, no, oh. you know, funny enough, they left that part out. All right, Alrighty. then. We've gone off the rails, like we always do. Okay, guys, so this is the end. Follow at Heroes Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for everything Heroes Podcast. You can also follow at Screen Heroes individually on Twitter at Screen Heroes Pod at Screen Heroes Pod. Well, the other one isn't us. <laughs> so You can follow Ryan at Buster Props on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow Derek at the Star Trek Dude on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And you can follow me at, Everywhere. at Siren Ray on, you know, just a few sites. Doesn't really Vero matter. is her preferred method of interacting <laughs> with her Snyder. fans. <laughs> yep, they just talk. Back and forth. Yep. Just, I'm like, hey, buddy, when are we going to get that cut? <laughs> well, see, sometimes, yeah, normally you have a problem with a like, guy sending you dick pics. He just keeps sending you photos from Justice League. Yeah. If you haven't seen shots. He's like, I tried this, guys. I really did. I'm like, aw. Classic Snyder. I loved I you in Watchmen. Class- I really like Snyder's stuff quite a bit, actually. But. Dawn of the Dead, his remake, is so good. And I, I 
Oh, it's so Watchmen amazing. 300. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. He's a very talented guy. It's re- when he's adapting. When he's not adapting, it's terrible. Sucker Punch. <laughs> Sucker Punch was clearly like a grown man's rape fantasy. It, it was like, gorgeous it was, to watch. Sucker Punch is no good. Let's move on. Okay, guys. We'll check you guys out next week when we obligatory have to review Dark Phoenix. <laughs> the three of us are not looking forward to it. So X-Men 3, The Last Stand, Part 2. Next yeah. week, join us. The really, us. really last stand. Join us because Ian will be joining us and he will be very sad that we're all ganging he's up on it? him. Oh, yeah. He's in our podcast. He's not in the great. movie. Well, <laughs> <sighs> this is going to be ugly. Yeah, it will. It will. Ian needs somebody on his side. Okay, guys. Not me. Not it. <laughs> no, right. no, not anybody here at this table. Oh, okay. We're all going to hate it. <laughs> Good night. The Heroes Podcast Network is expanding with a brand new show, Kaiju Curry House. Three guys from the UK will be bringing you a fortnightly show discussing everything relating to Kaiju, our childhood memories of discovering Kaiju, our hopes of upcoming Kaiju movies, where to get merchandise, lesser-known Kaiju movies, games that star giant monsters, comics, books, TV shows, art. Did I miss anything? So, we invite you to listen to our ramblings, embrace your love of Kaiju, and be part of the show. Drop us a line on Twitter at UK Kaiju and support us at patreon.com forward slash heroes podcasts.